Hi, my name's Andrew Chamberlain. I'm a writer and creative writing tutor, and you are listening to episode 24 of the Creative Writer's Tool Belt, the podcast that gives you practical, accessible advice that you can apply straight away to your own writing. Before I start, I have some news. It's nearly a year now since I started the podcast, and I've been delighted by the number of people from all over the world who've subscribed. It's a pleasure and a privilege for me to provide all of you with creative writing advice that I hope you will find useful. As we head into 2015, I want to make sure that I continue to provide you with material that is both entertaining and helpful. And to help me do this, I'm running a survey for subscribers to the podcast. This is an online survey. It will contain just six questions and it'll take you just 60 seconds to complete it. The survey can be accessed at my website, which is www.andrewjchamberlain.com. I do want to make it worth your while to fill out the survey. So if you leave me your email address, I will add you to a prize draw for an Amazon voucher. And I'll also be able to drop your line occasionally in future to let you know what's going on with the podcast and other stuff I'm getting up to. By occasionally, I mean perhaps once a month or every six weeks at the most. And no, I'm not going to sell or give away your email to anyone else. Please listen out for details of that survey again at the end. So back to the podcast. In recent episodes, we've been looking at plot and storyline, with episodes 21 and 23 of the podcast looking at the key features of plot and some tips on what to think about when you start your story. In this episode, I want to explore one of the more contentious debates around plot and story structure, and that is this. Do you just plunge into your story and see where it goes, see what you can discover of it as you go along, or do you outline and plan your story, writing out chapter and scene summaries before you've even started on your first draft? To put it another way, are you a pantser, that is, somebody who flies by the seat of their pants, or are you a planner, someone who plans and outlines the whole structure of your story in detail before you start? And before we decide which of these is the right way to go, let's have a look at each approach in turn. And we'll start with the pantsers, people who by instincts would jump into a story and build the structure as they go along. These are the sorts of people who simply start a story and see how it develops. They're always alert to the kind of changes that they need to make, and those could be changes involving the storyline itself or characters or setting. In fact, any dimension of the story. Now, this seat of the pants approach has led to these sorts of writers being labelled as pantsers, a term which sounds pejorative, but which many writers now willingly apply to themselves, including myself, I have to say. And there are some truly great authors who are probably Stephen King, for example, is a proponent of the related idea that stories are found rather than created. He prefers to think of his work as a process of discovery, comparing his approach to that of an archaeologist painstakingly unearthing a fossil. In his book on writing, he says this. When during the course of an interview for The New Yorker, I told the interviewer that I believed stories are found things like fossils in the ground, he said that he didn't believe me. I replied that that was fine as long as he believed that I believed it. And I do. Stories aren't souvenir t-shirts or Game Boys. Stories are relics, part of an undiscovered pre-existing world. The writer's job is to use the tools in his or her toolbox to get as much of each one out of the ground intact as possible. Sometimes the fossil you uncover is small, a seashell. Sometimes it's enormous, a Tyrannosaurus rex with all those gigantic ribs and grinning teeth. Either way, short story or thousand-page whopper of a novel, the techniques of excavation remain basically the same. And what Stephen King is talking about here is much more than just discovering a basic plot. In fact, he's not even a fan of plotting as such. First, because real lives don't necessarily follow a pattern or plan. And secondly, because plotting can stifle creativity. Now, you might agree or disagree with Stephen King, but his track record, 55 titles published and more than 350 million books sold, speaks for itself. 
And this process of digging for the story, of discovering it, can cater for big changes in the development of the storyline or more subtle decisions about what a character should or should not do, perhaps adding a little bit of description to enhance the setting or adjusting the early part of a storyline to accommodate a later feature. And the dinosaur analogy fits this perfectly, since the archaeologist will sometimes use a spade or a pick when he has a big job to do, and at other times the work will require a light touch with an airbrush or a toothbrush. Here is what Stephen King says about this process. No matter how good you are, no matter how much experience you have, it's probably impossible to get the entire fossil out of the ground without a few breaks and losses. To get even most of it, the shovel must give way to the more delicate tools, air hose, palm pick, perhaps even a toothbrush. Plot is a far bigger tool, the writer's jackhammer. You can liberate a fossil from the ground with a jackhammer, no argument there, but you know as well as I do that a jackhammer is going to break almost as much stuff as it liberates. It's clumsy, mechanical, anti-creative. Plot is, I think, the good writer's last resort and the dullard's first choice. The story which results from it is apt to feel artificial and laboured. So Stephen King favours a much more organic approach, where you are discovering all of the dimensions of the story almost simultaneously, and you don't know where you're going to go next with it. And there are others around who would agree with him. Writing in the Writer's Digest in 2013, Stephen James said this, Outlining is still taught as if it's the right way to shape a story. And if you don't follow those formulas, you'll be labelled an SOP, that is, seat of the pantser, or sometimes just pantser. Now, James regards outlining as a straitjacket on the writer's creative thinking and flow, making them rigidly follow a plan rather than a more personalised organic writing process. He invites writers to join his rebellion, and I quote, to throw away your outline and uncover a story word by words. So that's the pantser's approach. But what about the planners? Well, again, there are some great writers who have done a lot of planning, from J.K. Rowling to Joseph Heller to William Faulkner. They've devoted a lot of time and effort to planning and outlining this story before they've even started. Rowling is reputed to have taken five years to plan the Harry Potter series before she even started writing the draft. Faulkner outlined his 1954 model, A Fable, on his office wall. Now these writers take the planning process very seriously, and they are probably planners by instinct. If you are a planner, you'll be more comfortable with all of the advice you can get from writing coaches and editors and tutors about outlining, planning and summarising. All of the advice and exercises and techniques you'll hear about will suit your personality. And the kind of techniques and tools we're talking about here are things like summarising your story in 15 or 50 or 300 words using a spreadsheet or a grid to work out the dimensions of your different characters, including things like physical attributes, ambitions, motives, desires, rather like the Harvard method that I talked about in episode 18. Writing out a summary of each chapter and each scene within each chapter of your work. Researching your setting before you write a story. Making sure you've gained a thorough understanding of the world your characters inhabit before you write anything about them. So there's no shortage of these sorts of ideas and suggestions. You can look them up on the internet, and most of them are useful to at least some writers. So now let's focus on you, the person who's listening to this, and ask the question, which type of writer are you, a planner or a pantser? You might know which kind of writer you are already, but let's do a quick exercise to establish it. You don't need a pen or paper or anything like that to do this. If you're listening to this podcast on the go, you'll still be able to do this exercise. I'm going to give you three short scenarios to think about and offer two ways of reacting to each one of those scenarios and I will call those two different ways A and B. All you have to do is pick the approach or the way that you think you would instinctively choose and then remember whether you've gone for option A or B. Try not to think too much about each one. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's just which one you'd instinctively prefer. Here's scenario one. You're under time pressure and you need to travel to a place you've not been to before. 
You have a general idea of the route to get there, but do you A. Take a few minutes to check a map and make sure you know what you're doing before you leave, or B. Set off immediately and hope you'll be able to work it out as you go. Second scenario. You are redecorating a room in your home and need to paint all of the walls. You need to buy some tins of paint to do this. Do you A. Calculate the amount of wall space that you need to cover so that you will be able to work out exactly how many tins of paint you will need before you go to the DIY store and buy them. Or B. Go to the store, guess how many tins you need, thinking roughly about how big your walls are, and then just buy them. Scenario 3. This is the last one. You've decided to have a weekend break in a city you've never been to before in another country. Do you A. Book a flight and accommodation, then research the places in the city you want to visit, and when and on which day and at what time you'll visit them, so that you have an itinerary for your whole visit. Or B, book the flight, maybe book some accommodation, and then just work it all out when you get there. You might not even plan to do anything at all specifically. You'd just like to wander around the city and explore the place. So those are the three scenarios. If you think about your answers to each one, if you went for option A two or three times out of three, then you're probably more of a planner by instinct. If, however, you chose option B two or three times, it's likely you're more of a panster. So now we know what planners and pansters are, and hopefully you know which kind of person you are by instinct. So let's recap and think about how you can best use the advice and opinion you'll get around this debate for your own writing. The planning camp will say that if you don't plan, you'll end up with a sprawling narrative that has no focus and direction and you'll lose your way. They have a point. The panster camp says that if you do plan, or certainly if you plan too much, you will plan the creative spark out of your novel. It will be dull and methodical and you'll miss those creative moments of genius that make the story come alive. Now they also have a point. And writers will tend to favour one or other of these techniques based on their own personality. It's not that one is right and the other is wrong. It's simply a case of which approach you more naturally warm to. To use another analogy, some people are like architects. They instinctively plan and design and outline as much as possible before they start. For them, the analogy of writing a novel being like building a house is particularly attractive. But other people are more like the archaeologists in Stephen King's metaphor. They'll dig and see what they get. They don't know what they're going to get to until they come to it. They might have an idea of where they're going, but they're also concerned about discovering the real story, the best story and discovering features of it wherever they may appear and in whatever way. Given that this debate reflects on who we are as people, not just what the technique is, we all need to play to our strengths and recognise our abilities in the area where we're instinctively good. But you should not think you have to only use one or other of these techniques. It isn't that one is right and one is wrong at all. Rather, you should acknowledge the kind of writer that you are and adapt your approach to take full advantage of your own instincts while also taking the best of what the other group have to offer. So here are my conclusions along with a little bit of advice. There are great writers who are planners and there are great writers who are pansters and these terms are best thought of as describing how people are, not as two sides of a debate about how best to approach creative writing. There isn't one single best approach to creative writing in this context at all. In fact, tools that you use to plan your work are useful but they aren't some kind of ultimate guide. You are the master you use the ones that help you and disregard the others. The advice I might offer to someone is essentially the same, regardless of what type of person they are. So here's my advice. One, be comfortable with your approach. It's who you are. It's how you work. You've no reason to feel judged as a person because you happen to be a pantser or a planner, and that happens to be your personality. That's who you are. That's how you work, and that's fine. Two, use the tools that work for you, whoever you are. If you really want advice on which ones to use, I would say that the technique I found more, most useful is to do the surprisingly difficult task of summarising your whole story in 15 or 50 or 300 words. 
This piece of planning is useful because it also appeals to the archaeologist in me, the panster. It makes me think about what the overall story is that I'm trying to discover. Next piece of advice. Remember that a lot of writers of all kinds find that their story can flag a bit in the middle third of the project. You might find that a little bit of outlining of the whole story is helpful when you get to that part of your draft so that you don't lose momentum or lose your way. Finally, don't plan so much that either when you know you're going badly wrong you can't stop and change direction or you find that you've stopped yourself from adding in those moments of imaginative brilliance that can knit together a plot or bring a character to life or really energize a scene. And even if you are a planner, be sensitive to those ideas. They might come at any time. Remember that when your brain is working on a novel, sometimes subconsciously, you will be thinking about all of the aspects of the story. And you might get a smart idea that applies to any point in the story, any character, any setting, at any times. I would recommend that you have a notebook or something similar to hand with you as much as possible so that you can jot these things down. So the principle in this debate is don't pick one way or another. Pick what suits you from the best of both these worlds. So that's it for this episode. Today I have referred to the following sources. The book on writing by Stephen King, published by New English Library. And I've also quoted from Stephen James writing in the Writing Digest. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm running a survey to get subscribers opinions on what they like about the creative writers tool belt so i can plan for the future survey will take you a minute to complete it's six questions if you let me have your email address i'll put it in a drawer for an amazon voucher or an itunes voucher and i'll also keep in touch with you from time to time in the future you can do the survey by simply going to my website andrewjchamberlain.com clicking on the link on the home page there You'll also find it on our group on Goodreads, www.goodreads.com. I'll put something about it on Twitter as well. So that's all for now. My thanks to the people from Podcast Themes for the music. Please do fill in the survey. I'd be very grateful. The next episode will be an interview with Ottawa-based award-winning fantasy and science fiction author Marie Billado. And that'll be out on the 27th of December. So until then, I hope you have a great Christmas. Thank you for listening and goodbye.